Hi, you're listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, where we bring you the rich life histories of the incredible men and women enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. Innovators, pioneers, entrepreneurs, geniuses. These are the individuals who not only shaped blues music, but paved the path for all forms of American music that followed. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by the Blues Foundation. For more information about the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. We continue the series with Ma Rainey. If Bessie Smith is acknowledged as queen of the blues, then Gertrude Ma Rainey is the undisputed mother of the blues. Or as one music historian famously said, if there was another woman who sang the blues before Rainey, nobody remembered hearing her. Ma Rainey was born Gertrude Pridgett in 1886 in Columbus, Georgia. She made her performing debut at the age of 14 in a local theater show. In her late teens, she married and soon found herself touring with the Rabbit Foot Minstrels. She quickly became a star, and the troupe began featuring Rainey singing blues music. Those performances would precede the blues boom by almost two decades, and would make Ma Rainey the first woman to incorporate blues into vaudeville minstrel and tent shows. In 1923, Rainey signed with Paramount Records. Paramount marketed her extensively, calling her the mother of the blues. In 1924, she made some recordings with Louis Armstrong, including Jelly Bean Blues, Countin' the Blues, and C.C. Ryder. When the blues faded from popularity in the 30s, the earthy Ma Rainey returned to her Georgia hometown, where she ran two theaters. Ma Rainey died from a heart attack on December 22, 1939. Ma Rainey was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame in 1990, the same year she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 2004, C.C. Ryder was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. This is her story. Ma Rainey looked in the mirror. She saw gold in her grin around her throat dangling from her earlobes over her wig like a halo. She was only a teenager back when she became Ma. It happened in Missouri in a tent. She heard a girl sing about how her man had gone. All the show people stopped caking on their makeup and listened. After she got through, Ma asked the girl, what kind of song is that? Girl said, it's the blues. Ma asked the girl to sing it slow and let her write out the words. Ma spread those blues around the country. She never had no other children. I joined her band in Chicago at the Grand Theater. Ma was on top, had records out, bookings in all the big theaters. They called her mother of the full house then. I was playing piano on stage when the curtain opened. Two hoofers, buck and bubbles, rolled out this big phonograph cabinet to center stage. They put a big record on it, cranked it up, and tap danced around the machine. Ma's voice started singing out. I began to wonder if she skipped a show and just gonna play a record. The audience grumbled. Then the phonograph cabinet started shaking. Thing opened up and Ma stepped right out of it into the spotlight. Whole crowd's eyes twinkled. After she had everybody in the palm of her hand, Ma went and squeezed out the tears. I've been wondering where I Felt good to see someone ordinary in all those jewels. Her crooked wig, pink face powder, couldn't nothing hide her soul. 
People who loved Ma knew pain very well. She could turn pain around. If a man quit her, it wasn't because she's ugly. It was his problem. She sang, Now all the people wonder why I'm all alone. A sissy shook that thing and took my man from home. Even Ma's cruelty was kind-hearted. I seen the worst thing she ever done. Couldn't believe it. She had the full program then. The Paramount Flappers, comedians, a whole train car full. And a torch singer used to bring down the house with her sad blues. Girl out of Chattanooga. She loved Ma. When the show came to her hometown, Ma cut the gal loose. I asked Ma why. She said, I could have kept her forever. Well, now she's mad and broken, lonesome, I said. Yes, sugar, nothing gonna stop her. Once I lived a life of a millionaire Spending my money I didn't care The girl had sense enough to understand. She even helped Ma when nobody else could. One night in Chicago, Ma threw a party at her place, all women. They drank that bad whiskey, tear off their clothes, had no idea a neighbor dropped a dime. Out of nowhere, everybody heard the police banging on the door. Ma shouted, it's a raid. Police kicked in the door. Underclothes start flying through the air. Cops chasing women around. Ma grabbed a dress, trying to shimmy it over her head while running out the fire escape. She tripped half naked down the steps, and the police was standing right there waiting. Ma told them, oh, boys, we just had the radio up. They still took Ma to jail. Wasn't about to call her mama back in Georgia to go her bail. She only knew one person sitting on that kind of money. So the girl from Chattanooga turned Ma loose. Not everyone Ma fired went on to fame and glory. Over the years, she had to do what she had to do to keep the show on the road. Ma cut the flappers, Buck and Bubbles were next, got so nobody wanted to play their hometown. Whistling Rufus, gone. Jolly Saunders, too. Ma did hire someone, an accountant, Mr. Lucius Walker. He saved the show by shaving the show. Cut it down to me, Sonny the cornet player, and Roscoe the drummer. We saw the blues go from the biggest thing in the world to hunger. years, she sent money back to her brother to build their mama a two-story house. We'd pass by there going through Columbus. Ma's brother also built the wagon she traveled in after her days as mother of the full house ended. Put a log cabin on a flatbed, put a camp stove in it. She even carried a few bits of the old show with her. Mr. Walker towed the cabin around on the back of his dark green Studebaker. Ma called it the spirit of St. Lucius. Mr. Walker had Ma out singing in dusty tents like back when she first heard the blues. 
She lived on pickled green beans she put up in summer. She wore gowns that dragged the floor so nobody could see her swelled up ankles. We didn't exactly embrace Mr. Lucius Walker. He wore a big trench coat with a sash on it, kept his hands in his pockets. Roscoe would kid Ma. Fool can dance. Ma told him, fool's been to college. We'd see him count every bag of peanuts before and after the show and every dime in the cigar box. Couldn't get him away from the door, except one time. It was a big night down in Winterhaven at Orange Harvest. They built a stage right in the grove, lit it up with coal oil torches that keep the trees from freezing. All the pickers came with their overalls full of money. Ma slapped herself on the behind and sang past midnight. The people shouted, amen, amen, like a revival meet. We were all smothered in sweat and cold smoke. Afterwards, we dug into some of that cornbread and roast pig behind the stage. We seen Mr. Walker standing in the headlights of the promoter's car shouting, You gonna kill me about 150? You gonna have to. We played outside Fort Myers that Friday. Ma conjured the old magic for a big crowd. Her gold twinkled, their eyes shined, the backside shook. Afterwards, we went to count our money. Mr. Walker couldn't be found. We went out back to see Z in his car. Ma's log cabin just slumped there. The dark green Studebaker was gone. You low down alligator, just watch me Eagle flew, Ma said. We four went inside her cabin. Ma lit her camp stove and a lantern, and we sat. That business at Winter Haven was the hook, she said. Act like he put his life on one night's pay. I never should have believed a man would do that. I stopped watching him close. She poured us hot coffee off the stove. We had nothing. No transportation, no money. Ma took off a gold earring and tossed it to me. She gave the other to Sonny. Roscoe said, I want a tooth. She grinned and removed her necklace. Ma broke off the $20 gold piece. She bit it, glanced at the mark, and handed it over to him. If anybody can stick around, we got one more show here, she said. That night, I went through the curtain, sat down at the piano stool. I looked around for the others. No sign of Sonny. Looked like Roscoe's gone too. I began to wonder if Ma was even there. As my eyes adjusted, I saw it. A giant phonograph cabinet at center stage. Thanks for listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org.